Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer here along with Zach Berman. And Doug Peterson just held a press conference the Tuesday before the last preseason game. And he just said, although I'm not really sure that we're surprised about it, that he'll make a decision on who will be the starting quarterback by Friday. That doesn't mean he's going to tell the media or make it public, but you know, the Eagles will know by Friday whether Carson Wentz is going to be starting in the opener on September 6th, although um, under the impression they probably have known or have a pretty good idea or have had known for a while if he'll be ready to go. What do you think? Yeah, I think that similar to him returning to 11-on-11, he'll meet with the doctors that, that, that day after and he'll get the clearance that I think he's expecting. And if he doesn't get it, then he won't go. But I think he's expecting to get the clearance then. Uh, to give the listeners a, a sense of the mechanics of the week, so the Eagles play Thursday night against the Jets. On Friday, that's like a typical Monday in a game week. So Friday, the team comes in for treatment, uh, and that's when you'll have Carson meeting with with the doctors. On Saturday, that's a typical Tuesday. That's when the game plan gets introduced to the team. That's, it gets installed then. And so then Saturday, Sunday, Monday next week are their three practice days. So you can't have a scenario, I think, where Carson's cleared on, let's say, like Tuesday of next week because then the Eagles had spent their whole week practicing. So I, I think it, it's pretty clear they've split reps this week. They need to have a quarterback going into next week who's getting the majority of those snaps in practice. That's why Friday is a key day. Right, and they have to you know, formulate the game plan yeah. based around that quarterback's skill set, what mm-hmm. he does best. So they, they need to know by Friday. Um, here's my question for you. Do you feel – you know, you keep saying that you know it's going to come down to a medical decision. I still don't believe that's entirely true. I feel like ultimately it's going to come down to Jeffrey Lurie. Um, really? Yeah, I do. And why do you say that? Because I think that they. I, I don't think. I don't think it really matters. With, with you know, like it's it, we're talking, uh, you know, days here. You know, what I'm saying the doctor says that you know. I, I don't think. I don't think. Do so you think matter. Jeffrey Lurie would hold him out? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they also would decide that, yeah, we want him to go or he's yeah. ready to go. I, I don't think everything's that black and white. That's my thing. I don't think okay. it's black and white. All right. And this is where I, I disagree with you on this one. I, I think I'm, I'm the king of saying things are much more nuanced than, than people think. But uh, in this case, I, I think it is fairly binary. I think he's going to get cleared or he's not going to get cleared. I don't think he's going to get cleared and then held out of the game. Um, I think he's either cleared or not cleared. If he's cleared, he plays. Yeah. Again, you can you can go. Uh, who are these doctors? Who's making the decisions? We we don't like. It's, there's so many. We don't know that any of this are certain. Um, so that's that's why I feel like uh, it'll be like kind of a group uh, a group conversation, and everyone will weigh in. You know, Doug's voice will be given equal weight to Howie's, or, or yeah. you know, similarly, uh, Carson certainly, the medical team certainly. But I think it'll ultimately come down to, to Lori. About whether he wants his franchise quarterback to play in this, this this game or not. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We find out a week from Thursday uh, in terms of that first snap, but I think we might know before that. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. I mean, Doug wants to kind of keep it secret, or at least that, that was the impression that he gave during the press conference. But it's, it's going to be hard for him to do so. And, I, in fact, I really don't think he should. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a media member and I want the information. I'll do my best to get the information otherwise. But – I think you're placing your quarter, your players in, in an awkward position. You're placing Carson and, and Nick in an awkward position in terms of you know what they can say about what they're doing or not doing. I mean, and knowing well, 
them knowing whether they're going to play or not. You're going to yeah. have you're basically going to ask Carson to go up there and lie. So I I think we'll find out. Well, probably, Carson will probably go up and talk, you know whether it's Carson or Nick. I bet you either one of those says if they're playing or not. I don't think Doug's going to be all keep it secret. Whether it's you know through a source or you know back channels getting the information out, or whether it's one of the players saying yeah. it, saying it. Do you agree? Uh, I th- I think the team might announce it. Frankly, you know I I think it might be Carson Wentz has been cleared. I think Doug might come out on Sunday and say Carson Wentz has been cleared. I I don't think uh, Doug's going to get up there at a Sunday press conference and say I know what I'm not telling you. Uh, it's the starting quarterback. Well, uh, I mean, so. he kind of took that approach today. He did, but I think there's a little gamesmanship going on. I, I think by Sunday, the Falcons have their game plan in there, too. I mean, it's it's not like the Falcons. It's, and, and Doug said this before. It's not like Michael Vick or, or Kevin Cobb. Well, that's, like, why, I, yeah, that's like, why I don't get why the, he's playing, he's playing uh, you know, Ken and Mouse games. Yeah, the, like, the Falcons know what Carson Wentz can do. And the Falcons know what Nick Foles can do. I don't think it's as... I don't think that competitive advantage is as much as it's made out the scene. Okay, you've been saying all along you think Carson will be ready. You're sticking yeah. with that. Yeah, I think Carson. I'm sticking. I mean, I'm I'm favoring him being ready. Um, I feel like they saw him in that that third day training camp and said, "Okay, we've seen enough." Um, you let's know, just let, let's let if the doctor progress the way, if he progresses yeah. the way we believe that he'll progress, he doesn't have any setbacks, so he's ready to go. Um, and uh, and I think Carson has done everything that he's needed to do. I think he's really grinding this week to, to mm-hmm. quote unquote get cleared again. We don't really know what that means, um, but well, well, uh, it, it, it means you're allowed to take a hit. Yeah, but like the stability. I don't think it's that, that. Well, I mean, but I still don't think that's. I'm not a doctor, so I mean, but, neither am I. Yeah. That's why I don't think that they. And, and I, you know, I've talked to doctors before, and I have family members who are orthopedic surgeons. So I talk to them about it, and they're like, "It's like it depends. It's all sure. They're they're like it, they're like it depends how much you want to be able to do on it. It depends on how it depends on the person. Um, you know, some guys these are, are these are phenomenal athletes. They come back quicker than than normal people. Okay, well, Carson is a super phenomenal athlete. Maybe he's be able to come back quicker. Than, it's it's all it's it's subjective. I don't think that it, I don't think it's that objective, and and I think that's why I don't think it's he's cleared or he's not cleared. I don't, okay, okay. I, I think you can massage it and and to the point where okay, is he good enough to go? Does he feel like he's good enough to go? Um, that's that's just my take on it. There's going to be a lot of uh, intriguing uh, roster battles. In this final preseason game, the Eagles won't play their starters per usual. Doug was asked about a few of them. He mentioned the wide receivers. He mentioned getting Josh Adams more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, a guy that I think is right on the roster bubble. Which ones? Which position battles are you looking or are you most uh, intrigued by heading into Thursday? Yeah, the fourth running back spot. Um, I think Josh Adams with a good game is going to get it. I wouldn't rule out the Eagles keeping five running backs if Wendell Smallwood has a special teams role. Uh, but I think Adams can clinch that fourth running back spot with a good game. I've said this before. I think they know what Wendell Smallwood is. Um, you can keep him on the team as your fourth running back, but how much upside is there? I think there's more upside with Josh Adams. You'd rather have a developmental player in that spot. So Adams, barring a disastrous Barring a bad game, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, fumbling. or Yeah, and I think teams are, are keyed in on him. He's a young running back. He has uh, upside. Um, had a productive career in Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep Adams over Smallwood as well. The Smallwood, Smallwood doesn't have any practice squad eligibility left. He's a, uh, I don't uh, believe yeah, so. He's, I mean, a, they've changed, they've he's changed had two it. full seasons in the league. But, um, he had injuries. No, but you're allowed he's to – active some games I too. think you're allowed to have – yeah, no, I, I think he, he does have. Because if Christian Hackenberg has it, then he yeah, I think I think the, qualifies. Yeah, okay. Um, and Denell Pumphrey, seems like he's getting healthy. He should be able to play on Thursday – 
I pretty much have him on the outside in. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think Donnell Pumphrey makes this team. I, I think I think perhaps if he has a good game out there, maybe they, they try to peddle him in a trade for a team that doesn't think he'll clear waivers. Um, that You can never roll that out with Howie. Uh, I wonder, but I, wonder I don't think he's going to Yeah, I wonder how attractive Danell Pumphrey is on the, on the market. Oh, I, I don't think he's, he's that attractive. But if, if you're a team that is on the bottom of the, of the waiver claim and all you have to give up is a conditional seventh or something like that, then perhaps. For Pumphrey. I think he's a practice squad candidate. Um, offensive line, Chance Warmack seems to be the guy that's squarely on that bubble. Matt Pryor, Jordan Malata, almost guaranteed spots on the roster. Mm-hmm. You know, there's already been rumors about Chance Warmack being on the trade market. Uh, sure sign that he's probably not going to make the team. What do you think? What do you think about Warmack? Do you think number one? Do you think they'll be able to get anything in a deal for him? Well, and, and would you keep ten offensive linemen? Because because yeah. the question is, I mean, what do you do a guard if one of the starters were to go down? Isaac, I, I guess. Right. Um, but uh, no, it's a good question. Uh, I thought that uh, that. You might be able to get something for him in a trade because there's value in offensive linemen. But this week, Chicago couldn't get anything for Earl Watford, I, I believe. Um, so a similar situation. Um, so I, I look at it and, and say I think he's going to be cut. The Eagles, or I should say Jeff Stoutland, has liked him. When he's had his chance before, they have two young guys. And it comes down to game day math. If Halapulavati, Vaitai, and Isaac Siamalu are your two backups on game day, do you want to keep Chance Warmack as as an inactive player? I don't see the value in that. Let's talk a little bit about Malata. He's really made some great strides mm-hmm. over the three months that he's been with the team. Certainly over the last month. I mean, we saw him early in training camp. He was struggling a lot. And then maybe in that first game, you, you saw that as well. But you also saw in that first game improvement. And we've seen it over these – he didn't play much in the second preseason game, but he did play a significant amount against the Browns. Guaranteed a spot, obviously, in the roster – um, you know what's what's his, what's his upside? I think it's a starting tackle. That's his upside. Um, now, when that's going to be, maybe not 2019, maybe 2020. Um, but I, I think he's progressing to that point. He has what you look for. He has the size, has the athletic ability, has the work ethic. It seems he's really out there trying to yeah, get better. Smart. Um, so yeah, I think the upside is is immense. Now that being said, you don't know if he'll hit that. Uh, but I think all the tools are there, and I don't think they can afford not to keep him on the 53. Yeah, he was always – to me, it was like he was either going to make the 53 or he was going to be on injured reserve. There was never the practice squad. And if there yeah. was the option, that clearly told you that he was going to be a total bust. Um, you know, they, they liked him, obviously. He's, he's an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at him, it's not just the size, it's just the way he moves. Um for someone who's never played football before, it's amazing how well he can do the technical parts of this game. And that, and that is a very technical position. Sure, but you can't teach the size. And that's, that's you can't the, teach size that's and you can't teach that, that athleticism. Yeah. Um, but good for him. I, you know, I think that uh, right now uh, that, that half-court shot that Howie Roseman took in the seventh round seems to be paying off. Why not? Really early. Yeah, uh, here in the process, but uh, he, he's going to be on the 53-man roster. How about the defensive side of the ball? Who who there do you think is kind of on the bubble? Or um, well, I guess Josh Means is, is another or, potential or trade. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Means, I'm sorry, yeah. mixing up him and Josh Sweat. Um, I don't know if I would trade Means unless I got something decent in return. I think I think of all the guys that they probably would be dangling out there in the market, he'd probably be the most marketable. Would you this agree with pass that? Rusher. But there's not really a lot of game film on him, so you're going based on preseason film, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but he's produced in, in games. He's got, he's got a couple career sacks, so it's not like he hasn't yeah. done it before. 
He's got really good size, motor. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, as you mentioned, edge rushers are, are premium positions. Um, would you? Would, let's say you couldn't trade him. Would you keep six defensive ends? I I would because uh, it's a premium position. I think that they don't have the defensive tackle depth, so you can go a little uh, deeper at defensive end. And then also, I'm real high on Josh Sweat. I know more than you are. Um, but uh, I think Josh Sweat's a guy who's really going to develop here. So I, I make sure that Josh Sweat's on the team. He's a fourth-round pick. He's going to be on it. But even if you don't feel he's ready uh, to contribute if there's an injury, means is. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not a Sweat fan. My, okay. my thing is that I just haven't seen much out of him to say that, okay, I think this guy's going to be this or that. Um, I mean, you see some explosiveness. Yeah. Uh, he's got you know great um, uh, measurables in terms of his size, in terms of what he did at the combine. He still walks with a limp. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe something happens to him in the fourth preseason game, and you can eye arm for the whole year. I don't know if you want to do that. Um, and a defensive tackle, it's not like you have to take five there. I think it's going to be four, and mm-hmm. I think Bruce Hector is going to be. The I four. agree. I'm putting Bruce Hector on my 53. Yeah. Actually, at practice yesterday, um, I mean, even take away what he's done on defense, he was. Playing first team pickoff coverage, or, or I'm sorry, field goal coverage, field goal block unit. Um, yeah, but so in that the jumps preseason out. games, he was running with the first team. Yeah. Had, yeah, I mean that was just a sure sign that he's way ahead of. Uh, and he could get to the quarterback. Elijah Qualls. Yeah. So Elijah Qualls is gone. Elijah Qualls is gone. As right. he's uh, shit too. Mm-hmm. Although I know it's not shit too. It's she too. They want if they don't want you to pronounce shit too. I I spell it so. S H I T T U. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So those two are out. I think. Your top three D tackles are it's gonna be Fletcher Cox, Destiny Vial, Haloti Nada. And then Journey comes back, you'll you'll find some you'll, way to you'll yeah. find some way to get him on the roster. It could be someone like you know, if they keep like six cornerbacks, mm-hmm. Devontae uh um is off the team. Yeah. I, I I had an offensive question for you, so anything you want to wrap up on defense before I uh linebacker, some people are wondering if uh Joe Walker makes it. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds, I think Reynolds is on the team. What do you think about Walker? I mean, I, I had him cut last year. He made it. Um, I guess he's going to make it. He's a, he's a backup Mike. They don't really have you know that, that natural, natural backup Mike. Um, that being said, I'm not a Joe Walker guy. Haven't he's the backup Mike, but he couldn't. But Nigel had to play that role. Yeah, and, and they had the sign. And 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 they had to sign Elberry last year because they they really. I mean, I know Walker was banged up, but. It just seemed like they didn't trust him. Well, he always seems like he's banged up too. So I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the Walker. I think that's either. a spot you might be looking for on the on waiver wire, or um, you know, if if a best of veteran gets released. Real quick, yeah. Do you think any of those position battles for starting spots? Uh, the weak side linebacker. You think that's that's hammered down? Do you feel like yeah? This I, game I, I think that's Camus. That? I, I think it's Camus, and I think Sidney Jones at slot. We might have covered Sidney Jones once or twice this summer. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and 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 then you got to think week one too. Because I, I think Nick Gary and no, Camilla no, both will be out there. Yep. Yeah. Well, what was your offensive question? Yeah, so uh, to give the listeners an, an update, Alshon Jeffrey still hasn't practiced. They have four practices, including today when we speak Tuesday before the Falcons game. It might be tough getting him back for week one. He is progressing, Doug Peterson said. But then you also have Mac Collins, who's been out. Richard Rodgers, who's week to week with a knee yeah. injury. So um, the Eagles are Trade. undermanned. At both wide receiver and tight end. You're asking about a trade, right? No, well, I, I, I guess I could ask you that. I was going to say when you put the 53 together, do you think they're going to have to go deeper at tight end or receiver than they want to because they need to fill the team week one? Well, if they go with four tight ends, at least based on what they have on the roster, be Joshua Perkins, who's, who's in the still not, protocol yeah. right now. So I don't know. 
Can you? Can Billy Brown win that spot? No. Okay. No, they don't like Billy Brown. Billy Brown didn't take an offensive snap against the Browns. Yeah. So then, what do you do there? I mean, Josh Perkins. I think you keep two tight okay. ends. I mean, you can have two tight ends. Yeah. Maybe okay. someone like DeAndre Carter makes the team. So you okay. Six, so all right. Six so, wide so, so there you go. You go deeper at wide receiver. I guess I don't know. I could see Howie making some sort of trade to get another wide receiver in here. Yeah. I I uh, I wouldn't rule that out either. A guy, interestingly enough, who I would watch out for. Uh, he's on. He's he, he's on kind of the the bubble in Baltimore. Is Prashad Perriman, who uh, yeah, former, former first, first round runner, pick yeah. when Joe Douglas was there, uh, and Andy Wydell was there. Never really panned out. Never panned out there, but has 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 tools they could try to develop. Yeah, he was he was kind of like a combine guy a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, everyone was kind of fell in love with his athleticism, not really what he did in college. Which is little. I mean, I don't know if Joe probably didn't have anything to do with that pick at that level. Um, He's always been kind of a what have you done, you know, on the field versus what you know. But he produced at, at Central Florida, so oh, did he? Was his yeah. numbers? Number, I mean, they were. Yeah. I guess maybe because he was a lower level. He wasn't a, um, you know, top tier, Division one program. They um, went undefeated last year. They called themselves national champions. I remember that. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, no, I I, I see your point. I, I just think that um, I'm not saying that's that's a guy for them. But but what I'm saying is I I just think wide receiver and tight end. It's going to be real interesting there because when you put together your 53, you, you're not usually thinking about yeah. one game. But because of the situation around with injuries, they haven't really had this going into a year where they have this many guys who are questionable for week one. Right. I think if they get somebody, it'll be someone who's, who's a little more proven because they need someone yeah. to come in. Or someone who can play special teams, which Paramount doesn't do. Right. Yeah. But you also need someone to come in. Okay, so let's say Jeffrey isn't ready. Your starting wide receivers are... Aguilar, Mike Aguilar, Wallace. Mike Wallace. Sean Gibson. And Sean Gibson, right? Yeah, if, if Hollins, if isn't, Hollins ready. isn't ready. and he hasn't, and, he's yeah. still not practicing. Yeah. Uh, I mean exactly. That's that's my point. Sean Dave. Gibson's improved, but he's still not a starter. Now, now Marcus Wheaton is is someone who has experience in this league, maybe. Yeah. But then his his contract's guaranteed if he's on the roster week one. That's another thing you need to think about yeah. too. The good news for the Eagles is they, I mean, you know, they have other guys. I mean, they they run a lot of twelve personnel with two tight yeah. ends. Um, you know, we haven't really seen the full arsenal in terms of the running running backs. I agree. I, I'm 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 only bringing this up because. I've never seen this going into week one where they could have, you know, four or five guys who are out because of injuries. Yeah. No, I mean, the Alshon Jeffrey uh, injury kind of complicates things. And the fact that, you know, we've seen him out there increasingly, I think, in terms of he's come out with his helmet these last, these mm-hmm. last few practices. Doug said he's taking 75. Uh, he's catching 75 balls a day right now. Yeah. yeah do you think he's ready? He's not a guy who, who needs to be on the practice field, never has been. Doesn't like um, But... As Doug mentioned in his book, yeah. if he's 70%, he doesn't yeah. want to practice. Well, he's not there yet. And, again, uh, I, I, he's, he hasn't been activated yet, so we're taping this before practice. But I can't imagine he's going to be on the practice field today. That means three practices next week. Uh, I imagine there's an amount of cardio you need. Um, I don't know. I would say no for week one. Yeah, he's a pretty, pretty athletic guy. Yeah. I wouldn't worry as much about that. Okay, real quick, let's, let's go with uh, your surprise um, cut. Okay. And your surprise uh, makes the roster guy. Well, so... And not really... Yeah. I mean, like, at this point, it's not going to be a surprise because we've gone over all yeah. these ad nauseum over the last six, yeah, six weeks. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, Corey Nelson was going to be my surprise cut before you broke the news this week that the Eagles cut him. Um, and then I think Chance Warmack, it's not really a surprise anymore. Yeah. But he's a, he's a former first-round pick who's, who was on the team last year, started for the yeah. Eagles for a bit. I think he's going to get cut. Uh, Bruce Hector is the surprise guy I have uh, for making the team. 
Um, so, so that's someone who, who we just discussed, but I think that's the undrafted rookie who makes it. And I think Josh Adams makes it as well. I think I said at the beginning of the roster, uh, beginning of the training camp, that Josh Adams would be the surprise guy to make the team. So, I mean, not a huge surprise yeah. at this point, but I'll stick with him. Uh, I like him over Smallwood. I think the, there's. I guess Smallwood can there. qualify as a surprise cut. He's been on the team the past yeah, two years. Yeah, former fifth uh, round pick. But I'll go with surprise cut. Um, maybe I should go out on a limb. Someone that would totally shock everybody. Or a Carson trade candidate. But, no. <laughs> How about a trade candidate? Not a guy they cut, but a guy they move. Maybe Joe Walker. Okay. As a, as a surprise no, guy? I think he's going to make yeah. the team. I, I cut him last year. Well, we were talking earlier. He's not a guy I'd bang the table. Yeah, we were talking earlier about like surprise guys possibly traded. I mentioned Russell Douglas. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. They like, they like him. Um, he's had an inconsistent... Mm-hmm. Training camp preseason, I'd say. You know, his highs are high, his lows are pretty low. They have great depth there. Yeah. Uh, unlike in previous years. And if you're thinking, okay, we like Darby, we think Darby's going to have a great year. In fact, let's sign him during this season. Then maybe Russell Douglas is, is expendable if you want to get, say, a receiver or let's say somebody goes yeah. down in this in this next game here or someone gets hurt during practice. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I'm just throwing it out there. If it happens. I'm going to look like a genius. Uh, if it doesn't, no one will remember. Who's the fourth safety? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I think it's probably Trey Sullivan okay. by default. Okay. How about you? Yeah, I guess I guess by default. No one's I mean, really went Jeremy out Reeves there. Jeremy really gone out there. Yeah, they had, to go, they had to go out and get Corey Graham. Mm-hmm. No one claimed the third safety yeah. spot, and no one's claimed the fourth that's why safety I, spot. I'm not pushing to have a fourth safety on the, on the roster this week. Because Chris Maragos isn't going to be ready by the time. Yeah, season. but if it, means, like, if it means going deeper at cornerback, do you see a scenario where they can keep seven corners and three safeties? So, uh, like DJ Killings or uh, was it Chandon Sullivan? Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's a prime kind of practice, practice squad player. guy. But um, maybe they see more out of him than we do, and they say, okay, we don't want to lose him. There's other teams that are probably probably want to have him. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not seven corners and, and three safeties? I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Trey's going to be on the team, but I think that's also a happen. spot where. They can look on the waiver wire um, because even though they're far down, they're the thirty-second claim. But uh, you're if you pick someone up, he's an active week one, and you develop him there. I'm just, I just don't think Trey Sullivan has like has reached a point where you're like, all right, he needs to be on the fifty-three. Yeah. This short week's going to complicate things for Howie. Certainly, he's not going to be able to. He's not going to have as much time to get, get guys in weekends. here. To yeah. Get guys in here because their their practice they're really starting to work on Saturday. Typically, had until. Uh, before Monday, you, you want to bring a guy in because they'd have a they'd have a leg practice that yeah. Monday before a Sunday game. But I would make sure you're following the Eagles on Sunday, in addition to Doug Peterson, and it because it is like a, a normal game week this Sunday. Um, also, those those waiver wire transactions, if if they make them, that's how they got Kamugurger Hill two years ago. Yeah. He was cut by the Patriots, a draft pick. The Eagles claimed him off off waivers, and now he's their starting linebacker. Um, so. You can find some some talent. That yeah, they had a higher clear uh, waiver claim. They, they did. They had the uh, that was the Carson Wentz year. So yeah, so they like the fourteenth claim, I think, so or eleventh claim. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be a little difficult for them to do that. But um, we'll see. There's a lot to uh, still be panned out here in terms of the roster, and of course, who's going to be starting at quarterback in the opener. Uh, that's it for Bird's Eye View podcast. Uh, we'll catch you guys after Thursday's preseason game. That's Zach Berman. And I'm Jeff McClain.